Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we, well now we stay at home and we watch a new movie, and then we come and give our hot impressions to you, the listener. I'm Jack Kolodzewski and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Jeremy Kolodzewski. What's up? The brothers are back at it again. The brothers are back in town. We are. We're at home. Well, we're in our respective different towns currently. Yeah. Uh, still, still under quarantine, so still doing this whole shindig remotely. But uh, you know what? Hopefully, it sounds even better. I hope it's so. It's hard to know. It's hard to know what day it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. Uh, it is Friday. It is Friday, uh, the tenth of April. Don't usually do that time. on this podcast. We don't usually give it a time time stamp, but here we are. Good Friday, some say. I'm yeah. I'm not Pretty convinced, good. but it's okay. It's not a bad Friday, necessarily. Yeah. It snowed um, today. Yeah, it was, was fucking weird. weird, man. It was windy all day. It snowed. Uh, it's a weird Friday. Everything's top season. Yeah, more like weird Friday. Who gets right. to decide that? Jesus? I don't think so. Not anymore. Uh, now we're in charge. Um, so we're here today because we watched a new movie recently. Jeremy, very recently. You're, you're actually honoring the spirit of hot takes on this one. Yeah, I just watched the movie like 15 minutes ago. I just finished it. Okay, I so, watched it last night. Uh, what movie did you watch, Jeremy? We watched uh, this um, indie thriller called Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy. C-O-M-E. Yeah. Just in case you are, are freaks out there. It's, it's just the normal one. Uh, yeah. Elijah Wood in this one. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Elijah Wood is kind of a... Uh, He's kind of like an indie darling of sorts. He's not just Ever he's s- not just Frodo anymore. No, no, he's been doing a lot of goodwill towards like the the independent film scene. Um, he's either like uh, written or produced or starred in like uh, a whole bunch of like uh, indie genre movies from the last few years. Um, he was an executive producer on uh, you know the, the story screen favorite Mandy. Yeah, well, he, years back. he he runs um, Spectravision with a partner. Yes, yes. Yeah, they have a and pretty that's... cool podcast too. Um, I've oh, yeah. not listened to too much of it, but they they go around to like um, well-known directors and kind of just like interview them in their own homes. That's probably on hold right now. I don't know how. Maybe they're doing that remotely, but probably um, not. Uh, I know they interviewed Taika Waititi. I think they might have done Guillermo del Toro. Oh wow! Um, yeah, so there—it's cool to see Elijah Wood like basically take that huge launch pad that he got. Like, what is it going on twenty years ago now? And like, just mm-hmm. do cool shit. All the time. Uh, yeah, I, think, I mean, he's—he's he's he, been around since the nineties. Definitely, yeah. He and Daniel Radcliffe both have just like kind of become like indie darling masters. Uh, oh, but, we 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 got all this fucking endless money from these uh, these super successful fantasy series in the early 2000s and we're just gonna like run with it and just do our own weird shit yeah exactly i mean why not why not we're gonna use that to to do cool shit that you like we're gonna get these like weird weirdo filmmakers with their weird ideas and we're gonna like either finance it or give it star power so people see it yeah i mean outside batman you could also say that uh that was his name has done that as well Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. There you go. Sorry. I yeah, don't know why yeah, I'm blanking yeah. on that. That Friday feeling, you know? Absolutely. Um, although so, I think Elijah Wood probably in this case is like probably done the most 
correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, as far as like actually like being part of the actual production of a lot of these cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with Spectre Vision and just like having his producer credits on, on uh, a lot of, of films and just like, like starring or playing, um, you know, playing like, uh, like minor characters in other um, like indie thrillers. Like uh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. I like that movie. Yeah. Yeah, That's a cool one. I liked Elijah Wood's character in that. He was playing like a little bit against type in that. Yeah. A little bit. Sure. Yeah. He's found some range, I think in in some Uh, of the stuff he's done more recently. A little bit. Yeah. Spectrovision has produced aside from Mandy, they recently did uh, Daniel doesn't isn't real. Mm-hmm. right um anything else you can think of all the time i know there's more stuff that they've done but um did you saw daniel isn't real right already not you have not seen that yet n- not at the time of this recording we may have um, to do a podcast they did uh color out of space go oh, that's right color out of space yes of course yeah yes. um yeah that's a the a collaboration of elijah wood and nicholas cage mm-hmm. they actually um funny story they actually met on the set of this like kind of shitty cop movie from like uh, a few years back called the trust it's right. it's kind of a it's kind of a crappy movie but elijah wood and nicholas cage like amplify it to right make it sure way more entertaining as and as the, nicholas cage does with so so many crappy kind of crappy movies absolutely and um they were bonding over their love of beyond the black rainbow right right Panos Cosmatos first feature length film. Yeah, and it was because of that that they um that Elijah Wood and Nicolas Cage reached out to Panos Cosmatos and What a match. Match made yeah. in heaven, really. That's partially just how Mandy got made. But anyway, we're getting a little bit uh, this is becoming just an Elijah Wood podcast. That's okay. Yeah, that's Nothing all right. That. But um this movie, Come to Daddy, was um directed by this guy named Ant Timpson. And um what he's known for is that he's this is his directorial debut and uh, he's done some producer work uh in the in the past he's uh he was a producer on Turbo Kid which was a which is a movie a few years back that I, I know enjoyed. that's one that you and, like very much yeah and um The Greasy Strangler which is uh oh you know I really meant to watch The Greasy Strangler that one was on my list my horror list this year my uh story scream list but it unfortunately was one of the few I did not get to on that list this year. Yeah, it's it's a don't watch that movie on an empty stomach. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, legit one of the by the by the trailer I, I could tell is pretty pretty out there. Yeah, yeah. So he was involved in in all those, and I believe Elijah Wood was is involved in the Greasy Strangler. So this is a movie that he, the director, wrote as well, right? Is a written and no, by, no, 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 someone else no, wrote this. Someone else uh, wrote this, but I saw in the credits it said based on an idea by Ant Timpson. Yes, it says I've that. Never, it says I've that never, right at the end. Yeah, I've never actually seen that in in the credits before. I guess like, <laughs> you know, if you just have like an original idea, you just usually leave it as is. But sure. in this case, it was just based on an idea. Well, I guess if you have an idea and then you take it to a writer and then they write it up for you, then that that's that that's how that goes. Usually, but when that happens, usually uh, you get a story credit, like story yeah. by, like a lot of the times, like Guillermo del Toro does that. He has an idea for a story and he takes it to like other 
screenwriters. I read that as just kind of like a funny way to sure to put that. This is a very eccentric movie. It's yeah, definitely. I honestly, I had watched some of the trailer enough to say, okay, I'm interested in this movie. I don't necessarily want to know anymore. Um, so I pretty much only knew the very basic concept of Elijah Wood plays a young man who has been estranged from his father since right. he was five years old because his father walked out on he and his mother. And then he gets a letter from his, his estranged father that says, hey, come and visit um, in my very remote house on the beach. Um, so that's pretty much all I knew going in. And, and as this movie went on, I had no idea where it was going. Yeah. We're going to keep this discussion spoiler free until probably about the midway point of the podcast. Then we'll let you know. And we're going to actually talk about specifics, but I had no idea where this movie was going. And as kind of a, you know, a a indie suspense thriller that made it all the more interesting to see all the places that it went because it went some places. Oh, you're kidding me. It like changed genres and changed tone. Yeah. Like it wasn't all over the place. Like the no, the, the, no. the genre tran- the the uh, tonal transitions were smooth. They're they're almost more yeah, they're more genre transitions than tonal transitions, I would say. It's like a little I, bit of both. Yeah, I think the tone remains fairly consistent throughout in that it's kind of a, you know, there is a a uh, dark comedy sort of aspect to everything that's going on. It's it's with like a little bit of a touch of absurdism. Some of the lines that come out of the characters, I I laugh pretty hard, mm-hmm. uh, and they're delivering them these very funny lines completely straight faced the whole way through. And yeah, that's that's exactly my shit. Yeah, and like it kind of reminded me of like kind of like a sleazier grindhouse ish version of like a Coen Brothers movie. Yeah, definitely. There are similar there are similarities. And I, that, I, don't, I don't think like, it's like super fully full grindhouse. Like it's a mo- it's a lot more like kind of um, measured than that. It's not quite. I mean, right. having just watched VFW, it's not. It doesn't hit those over the top notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, VFW leans all the way in it, but like this this feels more like the premise feels more like something that would that would play in like kind of a sleazy theater in like the 80s 70s yeah. and 80s like a like a like a gory like um low stakes crime thriller that just takes place in one location because that's all they could afford <laughs> yeah i mean that said though i, I think even for a, a directorial debut it is really well produced it looks really nice i think the music's cool um mm-hmm. And I think uh, it, you know it sounds and looks good, and I like mm-hmm. the location that it's shot on. I don't yeah. Know, do they ever specify where they are, uh, or did they just? It's kind of like a house that's um, set on the beach. Well, I read that it was shot in New Zealand since I. Right. Yeah, but I can't. It's just some kind of like coastal. It reminded me of like uh, like Cape Cod. Kind or, of. Um, yeah, those sort or, of vibes. like or like the Poconos. Yeah. Or, or something or something like that. It's but, interesting I mean, that they shot it in New Zealand, though. It says, you know, New Zealand, like, film board and stuff as the credits are rolling. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ant Timpson is a is a um, New Zealand... Uh, he's he's from New Zealand, so, you know, that, gotcha. that, that all makes sense. And, yeah, but um, otherwise, it's a relatively, like, limited cast. Um, yeah. The cast was actually a surprise to me as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's it keeps it fairly, you know slight on the cast and i think that 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 serves to the movie's purpose as well and each of the characters in it 
are just such like weirdo. Everybody is their own kind of weirdo, yeah. unique brand of weirdo. And that's uh, all them together just come up. They they're such a good cast all together. That's where I would make the um the Coen Brothers sure uh comparison because the Coen Brothers have always been like well known for just their like the most minor and insignificant characters just have like such a memorable personality to them which like gives gives their films like uh a lot more like life mm-hmm. to them sure and just you know like the the coroner in this we'll talk more in specifics but the coroner is is a very funny character the motel um employee is a very funny character the even the the the, the cop the, oh the, yeah the, oh the, man the cop really stuck out to me <laughs> yeah absolutely it's just every everyone in this is just like it's a motley crew of weirdos definitely definitely yeah yeah and uh yeah it's it's a very uh enjoyable ride the the less you know about it the better and it really works off of its surprises for sure yeah, if you can go in without knowing really anything at all, which is, again, how I experienced this movie. It was really just like, where on earth is this going? And then, it, yeah, it goes some, some places that I really liked, and I was, I was consistently surprised throughout. Genu- genuinely unpredictable. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Which, is, which is refreshing. It is, it is, and it's nice to see. I mean, it's, you know... It's only an hour and a half, so it's a pretty like breezy movie as well. So, you know, it's funny, it's surprising, it's got really thrilling moments as well. It's got a couple moments of violence that are really gross, um, <laughs> uh, but also like pretty entertaining in their own right. Um, Without I getting think- into into details it makes uh it makes good use of kitchen tools yeah sure definitely in a very creative way of uh using kitchen tools i'll say yeah i i really like the way it's written as well which kind of speaks to you know why the characters are so good um but i i like all the the dialogue exchanges between characters in this movie i think they're they're they've got that that dry absurd not overly you know completely wacky but you know somewhat grounded but still its own tinge of absurdity to it that just makes it very entertaining mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it it doesn't for me it doesn't like completely start out that way though as it's like as it's like building itself and like i was just like having a lot of questions were going through my head in like the first like 15 20 minutes and i was like is is it just is this just gonna be this or is it like i felt a certain uncertainty in um, like a cautious uncertainty in the first 15 minutes or mm-hmm. 20 minutes. And then when it like started to like actually reveal its hand, I was like, okay, yeah, sure. okay. This is what it's, this is what it's going for. All right. Now I'm more on board. I wasn't a hundred percent on board with it in, in the beginning, but it, it, it won me over. Definitely. Definitely. Well, it's, since it sounds like we're we're ready to get into sort of the plot specifics of this movie, do you have anything else, Jeremy? Before we before we go into spoiler zone here, that you you'd like to say about Come to Daddy? Yeah. Well, it's you know it has very limited locations, but it makes uh, it makes good use out of its. Yes. Um, that house locations. is really cool. It is a really cool house. I wish um, I wish we got to like know a little bit more of its um, geography. Like, sure. Because because mm-hmm. this because this movie reminded me of um of uh, Parasite in a couple ways. Yeah, sure. 
Uh, and uh, what I really admired about Parasite was how the film, like how well it communicated the geography of of the house to to the audience. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I mean, wish we we got a little bit more of that yeah. in in this movie, but I, you know, it's it's a very much more limited scope than than Parasite. And uh, for for what for what it did, it, it's admirable. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I have to assume that they did not build this house as a set completely. It seemed like it was actually a real house. I'm curious. Yeah, I'd no, like to no. know because I have yeah. to imagine this had a fairly modest budget. This movie. Uh, I don't even. I, I I don't even have the uh, the. <laughs> I don't even have the budget brought up. But I'll say this: uh, it was in the United States. It was distributed by Sabin Films. Or Saban. Oh, Saban, as in yeah. uh, Power Rangers, Saban's Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. So that'll just give you an idea of uh, of the kind of budgets that they're working Saban with. Saban so. presents uh, Power Rangers and also Come to Daddy. <laughs> Get ready for the crossover event there. Crossover, second crossover event of the of the century. I would like to see Elijah Wood in Power Rangers. Although he wasn't Spy Kids. I heard that they're going to reboot that again. Yeah. Uh, I, Robbie and I did a hot take when that Power Rangers movie came out. And we both were like, that. not super hot on it, but it, I think it, it, it exceeded our expectations. Um, right. I, I, we both enjoyed it. Um, and I'm kind of disappointed they didn't do a follow-up, but I, I've heard some, some rumors that they were just going to retry it again, <laughs> reboot it again. If they were to do it again, I would, you know, have, have the budget of like the, that first Power Rangers movie, but like maybe more of like the tone of of like the like original show and movie. I think I think that would make it like more enjoyable and like made it made it more stand out to me because like mm, I don't, more like a goofy sort of tone. Yeah, yeah, because that's why I that's why I enjoyed um that's why I still enjoy the '90s movie mm-hmm, so much. Sure. Yeah. What was the name of that movie? That was like I think it was shot like a handy cam kind of movie, but it was about the teenagers who got superpowers. Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah. I'd be interested to see a a Power Rangers take that's maybe still somewhat that tone, but more that goofier tone that you're talking about, but more almost like made in the vein of like a Chronicle. Do you imagine like like some fucking kids are like messing around with like a like a DV camera and then they come across Zordon's base? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some shit like that, dude. Yes. It's like what is all what is these... this what what is this robot that's like coming at us? I think all of these bigger properties need you know Transformers, Power Rangers, all that kind of stuff. I think they need to be made by more so up and coming directors with more of a kind of more modest budget sort of mindset um, to kind of let that creativity flow a little more because a lot of them just are CGI machines that don't really have any heart or interesting characteristics to them. But it's a very different conversation than uh, the come come to daddy conversation. So maybe we'll talk more on that another time. For sure. Um, And in the meantime, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back with some spoilers for come to daddy. So when Elijah Wood's character arrives at his dad's 
house. I'm using air quotes here. Did you, what, where did you think that this movie was going to go? Cause I honestly had no idea. I, I thought it was maybe, I, I don't know. I, I remember seeing in the trailer, like there's a scene where that, that they show where Elijah Wood is wearing a white t-shirt and like covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, not really sure where that was going to go with that as far as him and his dad. But like, did you have any sort of like inkling of, of what this was going to be? Not really. Cause I didn't even see a trailer for this. Okay. Perfect. All, all I've, all I saw was the, was the poster with, uh, you know, kind of a similar image of Elijah Wood, uh, with a fucking mustache and covered in blood, holding a, like a fucking grill fork. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about that mustache and his haircut. In just this movie, as just who boy, just his and his whole, whole vibe, his, his whole, whole vibe. Because <laughs> yeah. when they introduce him, he's wearing this fucking hat that makes him look like the the kid from Children of the Corn, like the leader yeah. kid. Uh-huh. And fun fact, that kid was actually like twenty seven or some shit when they made the original Children oh, of the Corn, and it, and it made me think about um, Elijah Woods like potential age range because i was thinking until they eventually reveal how old he how old he is and i was thinking, is elijah wood playing like a like a 25 year old kid or he looks how old is elijah wood right now because he looks good uh he is 39 holy shit yeah you're kidding me. he is 39 years old you could have told me that he is like 29 and i would have believed you so well, that means he would have been. I mean, it wouldn't make any sense, but like, <laughs> he looks good in this movie. Yeah, yeah, say. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he could have. He does not look like he's pushing forty, and it doesn't really seem like the movie is, um, like it doesn't seem like he's nearly a forty-year-old man in this. Movie. Yeah, it's it just it way. just seems like he's playing someone that's very youthful. Yeah, but I, think, I mean his yeah. his whole vibe really. But also, I think you could read that if. Uh, Elijah Wood didn't look so good for his age. Right. I think you you could maybe make the argument that like he is just a washed up kind of guy right. that is still trying to act like he's twenty four, but he's actually nearly forty. But but he can like he kind of gets away with it because he looks so young. L- exactly. Like he he yeah. looks like a lot of the <laughs> he looks like some of the kids I went to school with. Uh, yeah yeah. I mean if you know with the fingernails if maybe if he had. Maybe if yeah yeah maybe if he had raisin eyes it would be a different story exactly, but, but he is is uh, this the f- he, ain't, he ain't got no raisin eyes is this the first movie where someone actually like comments on Elijah Woods's eyes? I don't know, but I hadn't really thought about it until I was watching this movie, and I was like, his eyes are fucking massive. They are. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- was definitely. was there a scene in like Lord of the Rings where like Galadriel or some shit like comments on Frodo, your eyes are so? Or, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you remember where she she's like, she's like, I am the queen, and wow, those are big peepers. Because <laughs> that that scene stands out to me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he he arrives at this house that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of in the middle of the of nowhere. Um, and his his dad is there, played by who is this Stephen McHattie? Yeah, I I don't know if I recognize him from anything. Um, but he was great. Yeah, he I knew him from this uh, movie from a while back called Pony Pool, which is that sounds really familiar. It, I didn't I haven't seen it, but it sounds familiar. It was a it was like a zombie movie that like takes place um, 
like within a radio station and like it was like a zombie movie where people are infected through language oh but he plays the main guy in that and yeah he i haven't seen him or anything for a while and even if i did it was for like a like a small part or something but yeah he mm-hmm. they really um utilize his his talents because he makes a very strong first impression oh my god yeah i mean this movie is like Aside from Elijah Wood, who I think you could probably make the argument at this point is also a character actor. Like it is like, like just all character actors firing on all cylinders. Like they're all just such weirdos and they all have their own very interesting personalities that comes through in a very short amount of time for each one. And like character actors just like riffing on each other in like a small scale, like crime film is like very much. It's hot right now. It's very much my shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, VFW was very much in the same vein. Right. Um, so. And I, I think that's like a great kind of focus for indie movies to take right now because you can do that on a pretty limited budget. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot you can do with just some smart writing, some interesting performances and, a, and an interesting location. Like, you know, that's not an expensive movie to make, but it's something that has a lot of potential, I think. Right. Right. So, yeah, we got Elijah Wood and Steve McCaddy, their supposed father and son. Uh, he, he left many, many years ago. And now when he was when Elijah was five. Yes. And then they uh, which you said they revealed his age. To, how old is he? Well, he I said, forget. well, he's when I was five, 30 years ago. You left. Okay, me. so he says he's like 35. Okay, so he's not like wildly out of the range of what his actual age, but no. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So <laughs> they spend a couple days hanging out. Yeah. And there's like, there's, there's an underlying tension of like, you don't know, you, you have a hard time. Well, at least I did. I had a hard time just like reading just who the fuck either of these guys were. Yeah, seriously. And there's a, there's a moment where, um, Elijah Woods, do you know Elijah Woods character? I'll just keep saying Elijah Woods. Well, yeah, well, yeah his, his name was fucking Norm Norval. Norval. That's it. Yeah. So Norval at one point starts to say to his father, actually, I guess this is after his father dies, spoiler alert, but he starts to say like, oh, I have something to tell you, but, um, it's going to make me sound like a bad person. So like it, I'm, I'm constantly guessing as this movie is going on, like, well, clearly these guys, there's something, there's the tension here that they, the film tells you is because um, Norville's father left him when he was five, but it just seems like there's, there's a bigger mystery going on here. Yeah. Um, and I think that the way that it, this movie progresses and the way that they reveal that mystery is just so fun. Yeah. The, the tension in the beginning was, was pretty palpable between the two. My, like, my, like nervousness came from it came from just like, Oh, is it, is the reveal going to live up to this tension? Right. Yeah. And I, I think that the, um, uh, the, the father, his drunk acting is very good. Yeah. Because from minute one, when uh, when Norval show, shows up, he is just completely hammered. Yeah. And continues to be hammered. Yeah. The Elton John scene is also phenomenal. Oh my god! Just just the way it like it starts where he where he's like, fucking, oh, do I produce blazing beats? I do. And you're just like, oh my god! What yeah, is the this way guy? he describes that is like, who the fuck are you? And and like, I kind of believed him for like a second because he had that really expensive phone yeah 
And his clothes. I mean, I don't think if you're not a music producer and you're dressed like that, you what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. He he had like not even he didn't have the dangly earring. He had a fucking tattoo where the dangly earring should be. Right. That made it look like he just permanently has a dangly earring on. Right. I I like the way that they made Elijah Wood look in this movie a lot, even though it's annoying to look at. It's distinct. It's very distinct. Yeah, and it's I I I applaud um this movie for not ever having uh the the father or so called father call him a fucking hipster. because um, it seemed like that's what they were going for. Like I was ready I was like, Oh, you're softballing this one, huh? And uh they avoided it. So applaud to you. Come to daddy. Yeah, it's like, oh, Kendrick Lamar is like a close ally of mine and Elton John uh-huh. is Oh god, when he said ally, that was so cringy. Yeah. Elton John is is like a father figure to me. Mm-hmm. yeah little dig yeah uh, so yeah um eventually he dies <laughs> the father because he is fucking wasted and uh is about to attack elijah wood's character because they get in an argument he, he attacks him like more or less unpromptedly and yeah and it's like you you would think like this would this would have been like the climax of any other movie and I checked my time, and it's only like twenty minutes in. Yeah, it was thirty minutes in, and I was I, I was right there with you. I was like, "Where?" That was the first time where I was really like, "Where the fuck is this movie going?" Yeah, yeah, and and it uh, it gives you the impression that it's going to like, it's it's like setting it up for like some kind of like supernatural haunting movie for a minute there yeah, sure was like, yeah, like elijah yeah. woods now stuck at this beach house and like the the soul of the this father character is like haunting him and right, i was there's like noises there's noises going on in the house he he oh man what a setup for for the coroner to be like oh yeah our refrigerator's broken so um you gotta hold your dead dad here in the house with you which i cannot imagine under any circumstances in real life, you would have would would be asked of someone like there's no way. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been in that situation, so I yeah, can't. Thankfully, I can't, we have not been in that situation. I can't uh, speak that never for happens. that. Yeah, right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. There was a, a a good five to ten minute long scene there where you just think that maybe this and. I thought I was like, okay, maybe this is going for the theme of, you know, alcoholism and uh, especially like sort of like a hereditary kind of theme of like, you know, inheriting your uh, your your parents, you know, uh, weaknesses or flaws or something like that. Um, because Elijah Elijah Wood's character um, doesn't drink, says he has uh, alcohol dependency problems, and clearly his father here uh is a is an alcoholic right um so i thought they were going to go down kind of that road thematically um and then when the the haunting part comes in i was like okay i guess you could continue to do this sort of thing yeah with that lens. i'm, I'm kind of glad they didn't fully like go that route though because i don't think they would have been able to like pull it off like as effective i don't see how you i don't see how you could have kept it up for another hour no no um and this is where, at the point where we should definitely take a minute to talk about both uh, the police officer that comes uh, after 
uh, Elijah's supposed father dies, and then the coroner who yeah. comes shortly after, because those are two just phenomenal characters. In any other movie, the cop would just like pick up the body and go, but no, he he like stares Elijah Wood down. <laughs> yeah. He stares at him with the, he's like he looks at Elijah Wood in his big fucking eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, he he does not have raisin eyes. That's how he knows that he's telling the truth. It's like he goes on this fucking rant about raisin eyes versus uh what was it? What's the opposite of raisin eyes? Oh god. Um well, the coroner tells him he has kind eyes. Yeah. Uh, but I can't remember what the cop says he has. If not, or I, guess, I guess he, he was just saying, all I remember is like, you don't have he raisin eyes. He says you don't, you don't have raisin eyes. But your yeah. daddy got raisin eyes. But your daddy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, that scene was so funny. We were, Eleanor and I were, were watching that and, and laugh, having a good laugh. I can burp on command. That was the line. Yeah. That was the line. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> he's like, no, that's okay, and then he does it anyway. It, it kind of, oh man, it comes, it kind of comes out of nowhere because, like, you know, for a while it was like this, for like a good ten minute stretch, it was like pretty serious with these, yes. with you know, Elijah Wood and his father, like having like a serious confrontation with each other that ends abruptly with a very like you know, heart with like a heart attack. He just drops dead, mm-hmm. and then this fucking cop comes out of nowhere. And burps in Elijah Woods' <laughs> face. In Elijah Woods's face. <laughs> this movie takes you. Uh, yeah, it, it takes you on a ride. It sure does, and that's kind of like where it, it it's uh, absurdist sense of humor sort of comes through, just in those little moments there, where where it's a very bleak situation, but one of the characters just says something completely silly and delivers it with a, a completely straight face, and I am so here for that kind of humor. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And then similarly with the coroner, kind of her like, oh, I have no filter sort of thing. Just kind of uh, uh, saying whatever is on her mind. I thought she was also a really good character, too. Mm-hmm. And she was very – she definitely reminded me of um, uh, the police officer from the first season of Fargo a little bit. Oh, you know yeah, yeah, about? yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think they look fairly similar but also kind of, you know, kind of had similar – personality traits um and i i think yeah those characters do lend a lot to a, a coen brothers-esque sort of feel to this movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um especially in that the characters all seem a little bit out of their depth when it comes to like the crime that's going oh, on for which sure. leads us to 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 where elijah's woods character figured figures out that uh this man was not in fact his father nope. and instead his father is trapped in a like prison cell basement trap door sort of thing and uh is in some hot water with his uh criminal friends yeah that's where the parasite um uh comparison definitely comes in for me for sure it's also where the movie completely like shifts yeah from a kind of slow like character sort of driven thing to more of a uh, not action, but like that, that is where the suspense kind of ratchets up and the, the actual there's, there's tension in there that this has now become sort of a life or death situation kind of thing. Yeah. Like small town crime, uh, yeah. the story between just like a, just like a couple of goons. Right. 
And his father even says, like, your life is about to change in 90 seconds, so listen carefully. And kind of, like, the whole tone of the movie changes in those 90 seconds as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, like, that was completely caught me off guard. I had no idea that was coming. Yeah, even, like, the, uh, like, stylistically, like, visually, it changes because you have these, these like, the scenes where, uh, like, uh, Elijah Wood and his uh, his fake father... We're talking, it's shot like very still, a lot of wide shots, a lot of shots of like the, the ocean in the background. It's like, it's, it's pretty, it's like pretty calm and, and like not a whole lot of um like color stylization to that, except maybe like the, the Elton John scene, like a little bit, but then mm-hmm. like the, this, the, the lighting in the, in the basement looks fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it shifts to something that's a lot more claustrophobic, yeah, a lot more movement, um, and I think that's that's intended to probably ratchet up that tension a little bit and the kind of um, severity of the situation that Elijah Wood is in for sure. And then enter so the, his his true father. Uh, do you know that actor's name? Uh, is Ben something? Um, yeah, I recognize him. I couldn't like he looks so different. Like, I recognize his face, but yeah. I couldn't um, really uh, recognize, like, uh, where he was from. Because he looks different than he w- he does in other things. Like, he has I that, think like, they had him in uh, old man makeup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pulling up IMDb as we speak. Okay, fair. Fa- full cast and crew. Um, usually this is your, your whole bet. Bag, Jeremy, you know. These well, things. I recognize oh, a lot. Of- Mar- oh, sorry. Martin Donovan. Okay. Right. Ryan is this character's name. Because the next character that we're going to talk about, I certainly did recognize. Um. Right, right. I'm just looking really quickly what Martin Donovan is from. He's in Big Little Lies, which I've not seen. Okay. I haven't seen that either. He was also in... There's got to be something that I recognize here. Because he was familiar looking to me. He was an Ant Man. Okay. An inherent vice. I barely remember Ant Man. Looks like he's. He was. Hmm. Oh, you know what it is. He's you know where a... I recognize him from. I recognize him from the Tenet trailer. Okay. That's. I think. Yeah, it looks. Yeah. It looks like he's been in a lot of things, but like smaller parts. Sure. He was in Weeds for a bit. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So. He's the actual father who was chained up in a basement and is missing his ear and kind of has like his shirt open and has like, uh, like looks like the words have been cut into his chest because he reveals that he was, uh, what was it in Bangkok? Yeah, he or Singapore. He and his his crew were like thieves in Bangkok, and they did this. They did this job, and um this the the father character ran off with a whole bunch of the money it was a abduction yeah um right yeah well for ransom money yeah well i guess i guess abduction is a type of thief sure sure (laughs) yes right but it was a ransom right it was a ransom Uh, and that is that is how elijah wood's character was able to grow up with a affluent uh childhood in beverly hills because his father stole all this money and then gave it all to him and his mother Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Right, so that brings in uh, Michael Smiley. Yes, Michael, S- who is uh, from uh, from Spaced and Black Mirror, 
Uh, mm-hmm. he, he, he can't, you don't recognize him at first though, because they got him in this like fucking, <laughs> he looks like weird Al. He looks, yeah. I was going to say he looks like Kenny G <laughs> and then weird uh, sure. Al somewhere between Kenny G and weird with, Al with an accent. And he's got this fucking pen that's covered his poop, this, his poop, pen. His poop excrement, pen. excrement. Yeah. It's a, well, it's a pen covered in his shit that he threatens right. to stab with his father he starts to stab his father with this poo pen which is the which is like the most like extra thing you need to do he's got it in a little baggie yeah too, and he's got like one glove on so he can take the poo pen out of the baggie he, and then stab it you could just you could just stab him like you just stab him. well no he wanted it to be in he wanted it to get infected right. there's a reason why he covered it in his own excrement sure i feel like you can like knives are so dirty in general, yeah. Well, just a pen would probably be pretty dirty. Honestly, also, honestly. But, I mean, if you really want to inf- give someone an infection, a poo pen will get the job you done. You gotta make sure, uh, assuredly. Yeah, yeah. And that's oh man, that's so. The 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 moments of violence in this movie are pretty far and uh, few and far between. Right. But when they do happen, they are pretty gross and creative, and very creative. Yeah, yeah, definitely very. I mean, there's that good little bit in between there when. Uh, uh, Elijah Wood's father is asking him to 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 pop to dislocate his thumb and his finger to get him out of the cuffs. That's also a very funny scene too. Yeah, and I also like the the explanation of his ear. Like, Dad, your ear's missing. He's like, Yeah, I know. And he's like, No, no, we will we can get it and um, you know, put it on ice and maybe they can put it back on. And he's explaining why he's not. And <laughs> I ate it. <laughs> well, I could, I could either eat it or drink a shot of semen and the semen was yellow. So that I, I really like the, the humor in this movie yeah. a lot. I would like to see a behind the scenes featurette of like their writing process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I have to imagine a fair amount of it needs to be like improvised because it's just that kind of like silly sort of humor that you could only come up with by just fucking around and, and joking like that. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. So you got so you got this. You got the main bad guy now. Mm-hmm. Jethro. Right. Yeah, I remember that name because because it sounded like Jethro Tull. Um, right. And you got the main conflict now, which is uh, Elijah Wood's got to get his dad to safety. And, right. Oh, That's pretty much the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Elijah Wood, who you know, he's not he's not like really heroic, like Frodo. He's He's kind of a little bitch. Actually, no, Frodo. I think that Frodo was kind Frodo of Frodo definitely a little. Frodo bitch. was kind of a little bitch. What was I? What am I saying? So Elijah Woods, playing. well, co- courageous ultimately, but yes. at at his core, like his courage is him overcoming him being clearly a little bitch. Which is um, which is which is something that a lot of Elijah Wood characters do. Sure, so. he's got that sort of frame, and you know his kind eyes. His uh, kind eyes uh, don't ever make him look very tough. No, so no, but he uh, he takes on. Were they describing him as a hunchback? Yeah, mm-hmm. and but he didn't seem like a hunchback. He just seemed like it did not seem like that to me. <laughs> he at all, just no. seemed like a like a heavy, just like a heavy set dude. Who yeah. he was the muscle. Mm-hmm. He was like the muscle, the heavy yes. for uh, yes for Jethro. And what a way that he gets disposed. Oh of. Oh my god! Oh, 
that and that is another case of like the short-lived but very like traumatic sort of violence that happens in this when movie. he was stabbing him in the nuts i don't know that felt like that went on forever <laughs> oh yeah oh we were we were cringing in in the uh, in pain yeah. watching that go down yeah and then he gets fucking black christmas with with the saran wrap I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen mm-hmm. the the original Black Christmas, but that's I have not. But that's that's but, one of the yeah. most notable death. That's the death on the poster of that movie. Is the gotcha the gotcha. plastic bag? <laughs> well, he doesn't he wrap. doesn't get beat. She doesn't get beaten to death while in the saran wrap. Like no, that's an extra little touch. Yeah. So he's is so his face just looks like a like a plastic bag of mush. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's grim. It's grim. It's good stuff. Well, and then that's pretty much takes us to when Elijah Wood goes to the motel to follow Michael Smiley because uh, uh, he has uh, Jethro has gotten the address of his mother's home, so he's his family is no longer safe so long as Jethro lives. So Elijah basically has to go out and kill him. But before he has to do that, he has to go fuck this like muscle bound prostitute. Right. Well, that's yes. Well, he you know he's uh, Jethro's had a bad day, had... so he needs to relieve some tension yeah that uh um, that now that i think about it that flaming crossbow never got used no it did not yeah well but it was pretty funny to see elijah would take take the the crossbow out of the back of the car and just Im- immediately launch the bolt into the <laughs> into the woods and then have to abandon it pretty quickly yeah um yeah and then that's where the 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 uh motel uh, employee comes in who is he you know he who he reminded me Who's of that? do you remember the nathan for you episode where he's got the security guard who is oh yeah like, obsessed with with large breasts <laughs> they have they have to be substantial uh-huh. <laughs> exactly and they fucking so. they fucking pitch that reality show idea to the to the executive and he's just yes he's just bewildered they shot the pilot for yeah. it yeah yeah, um, yeah. So that that I, I thought that character was was very funny as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just just kind of that that sort of like out there sort of weirdo characters, um, who does not have much to do other than deliver some pretty pretty funny lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, it it pretty much resolves with uh, with with Jethro and and uh, Elijah Wood facing off in the 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 motel. But I I really like the kind of like death scene for jethro where he's he's you see him you hear him crash his car and then you kind of see like the aftermath of the car and you see that he had crashed into a road sign yeah uh, but you but you see that he also like escaped he got out of the car and i like how they framed that sort of yeah thing. it was just it was just it, that was a whole bit that uh just played on your expectations just like yeah one mm-hmm. after another after another after another Definitely. And I expected like they very clearly and distinctly shot him from a, a specific angle mm-hmm. and maintained that angle up until like just the, the last moment kind of thing. And I was expect I wasn't sure if he was like going to be in half or what, but just having kind of that like chunk of his skull missing kinda, was kind of uh, walking away like he's Gus Fring. Yes. Very Gus Fring. Yeah. Yes. And then. Um, and then. Oh man, go ahead. Explaining go ahead. the the, the real origin 
of he he like starts to explain the or the real origin of of uh, of Norval but he was the like he was the child of a prostitute yes his his mother his mother was a prostitute that Jethro also had sex that Jethro with, so also there's that open ended question of maybe he is his true father maybe maybe and then he just goes on this tangent about how she just looks like this British politician <laughs> yes. I think that's the kind of tangent you go on uh, when maybe a chunk of your brain is missing. Sure, and then he just he um, just casually like sticks this, um, this this like this note holder into yeah, his into his brain just slowly. Just puts it right in his brain. And oh man, that was grim. That was good, but that was grim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and and then the the fun, kind of final scene just to finish walking through this movie, which we don't normally do, but I felt like it was it's just a lot, a lot of like really notable, really notable moments. Yeah, this movie, yeah. this movie, like that's the whole thing about this movie is that it really plays on its moments and it surprises. Definitely, yeah. definitely, it's not the most you know thematically heavy or or anything like that. So it it really is like a series of very fun, um, interesting moments. Um, but I did like that kind of final scene of both um, um, Norval and uh, and his father sitting on the beach next to each other. Probably both of them dying. Probably. Tough to say. Probably. I don't see a sequel um, to this happening. So. No, I don't. I don't think so. But it is kind of like a sweet moment. Um, them just like being able to sit next to each other on the beach um, and kind of connect because it seems like that really is. Um, what he's been looking for this entire time is just, you know, for some reason his, his estranged father reaches out and he just kind of wants that sort of closure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then is able to finally get it ultimately there. Yeah. He seemed like a character that was looking for a connection. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and go ahead. That, that, uh, Elijah Wood's character really does carry this because they because they give him a lot of uh, they they give they give him some pathos with the alcoholism and Mm -hmm. and like his kind of like he's kind of had a shitty time and he's like not really like, uh, you know, hasn't really done much with with his life except like, uh, right, you know, dress dress weird and be sad. I mean, it's clear that he, you know, is very wealthy, right. um, but it's, it's, I think, left somewhat ambiguous as to, like, if he's actually doing anything, because really the only the only uh, window we get into his life outside of what we see is his bullshit Elton John lie. Right. Um, so it's hard to know, like, whether he has anything going on outside of this. Yeah. They keep him ambiguous and interesting enough to, to keep you compelled. Yeah. To, as, as so it's like it's not just a series of surprising moments right 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 and i think even though they don't give you a lot um of background on his character he still is like uh, you know an interesting character to watch mm-hmm. throughout like he's he's compelling enough that you continue to root for him throughout mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah this was a, this is a lot of fun it was a good time yeah it's a fun little movie like there's you know it's it's uh, it's it's not the most standout movie to me, but I think it it is really a, a fun and entertaining watch. Yeah, it is. A, I recommend it in like as a good quarantine movie. Definitely, as just, definitely. it's a good way to to kill an hour. And yeah, a half if you're time. looking for something different, 
if you're looking for something surprising, something that will like, you know, it's not going to like fucking like stick with you too much, but it's, you know, something, something different and original. Yeah. And hopefully if you haven't seen it, you haven't listened to the the back half of this podcast because it really is very fun to watch this movie fresh and not know anything about it. And we just walk through pretty yeah, much well, all the notable moments. <laughs> we so, just talked about the whole movie. Yeah. So cool. Well, any uh, closing thoughts on, on come to daddy? Jeremy? Those were basically my, my closing thoughts is that it's a, cool. it's a good, it's a good time during quarantine. I wish I could have seen this in like a, in like a full theater because it really plays to that, like, this is the kind of movie that would, like... Sort of the short, the shock. Yeah, it would really play to, like, the strengths of, like, like a midnight movie. Definitely. But, hope, you know, hopefully when theaters open back up, this, you know, this this movie becomes, like, one of those, like, specialty run sure. films. Sure. Where it's, like, you know, watch, like, you know, we're screening it at midnight, you know, have a good time, mm-hmm. we're going to be serving beer. Yep. It's, uh, it's one of those. I very much look forward to the day when we can return to Story Screen Beacon and do just that. Absolutely. Um, but in the meantime, we are producing all sorts of content on StoryScreenBeacon.com. We've got podcasts such as this. There's more hot takes uh, in the chamber. You've probably already seen us put up a VFW review. Um, uh, what else? There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going up right now. We're all stuck in quarantine, so you know. We're just hanging out and producing content for you, the listener. I'll be posting um, a, uh, a streaming recommendations article soon, so you'll get very you'll nice. Get more, uh, you'll get some more recs to to kill yes. to kill time with both movies, Absolutely. movies and TV shows, which I which I find uh, which I find like exciting and fun and like not a whole lot of people uh, talk about. So I'm going to talk about them. So nice. Yeah. You want to preview just one of those right now? Uh, just one. Just give us a just taste. just one. Well, I was a lot of my write up is about Man Seeking Woman on Hulu, which okay, which is was that that FX? Yeah, show? it's one of one of my favorite comedy uh, TV shows of like the last uh, several years. I love it so much. Okay, it's like that's what's his name. Uh, it's um, Jay Baruchel and Eric Andre. That's it. Yeah, Jay Baruchel. Yes. And I knew Eric Andre was in it too. Yeah, and he's. I've seen a little bit of that. That show is is pretty fun. I should watch the rest. It's on Hulu. Yeah, now. it's a, it's on Hulu, and um, yeah, it's like it's it's like it, it reminds me of like those old Zucker Brothers movies, like Airplane, mm-hmm. and The Naked Gun and stuff, where it takes a genre, it takes a premise, and it's this guy trying to find love after he was recently broken up with with his girlfriend. And it's just full of just non sequiturs and break just the pure, like almost destruction of reality for the sake of a joke. Mm-hmm. And right. it's just, it's just so fucking funny. It's, 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 it's a, it's a riot. Nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for that, that recommendation. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's so visually interesting and it just, it plays, you know, again, it plays with expectations and, um, yeah, it's a it, it takes those it takes like say you have like all like the romantic comedy TV shows on a table and Man Seeking Woman just completely just flips that table and just stomps all over it and and like a tentacle monster 
comes out and and like spews goo all over it. That's 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 Whoa, <laughs> that's man okay. Oh, that's a different. Uh, that's a whole different. That's genre right well, there. that's that's what I'm saying. Like, like that's that's all the right. kind of thing you you're gonna that you're gonna look forward to in man seeking woman. You're either very sold on that description or very not sold. I will say. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. But uh, either way, maybe check that out. Uh, thank you for that recommendation, Jeremy. And uh, as well, if you are looking for some more things to do, you can go to storyscreenbeacon.com and you can stream all sorts of exclusive movies. Um, I'm actually going to pull them up right now so I can recommend them to you, the listener. Um, yeah, so StoryScreen has been has been kind of working with some of our uh, distribution um, to provide exclusive movies that you can stream in the comfort of your own home. Um, so we've got Extraordinary, um, we have got, actually I think Extraordinary might be coming up soon in our sort of digital theater. Um, what else? Baccarat is something that, uh, we've already done a, a podcast on, um, and there's, there's quite a few movies on there now, so go check that out, uh, and, uh, and go see some stuff that, that would not be available otherwise, um. Also worth noting, we have we have started a, a subscription model. Um, so for just five bucks a month, you can support us, support the the podcast and the articles and, and reviews and everything that we do for the website, um, and as well kind of just support the theater, especially now that uh, we are not able to have our, our normal uh, business operations going. Um, and you'll get some 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 bonus content for members. So you'll get. Um, some video reviews, some exclusive articles and podcasts and stuff like that. So go check that out once again on storyscreenbeacon.com. You can also find us on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon and on Twitter at story underscore screen. Uh, I'm Jack Kolodzewski. I am Jeremy Kolodzewski. Yes, Jeremy Kolodzewski. And thank you once again for listening and uh, have a good night. Peace out. Peace out.